welcome to the 905er podcast. I'm Roland Tanner. I am Joel McLeod. And uh, today it's very much um, the sounds of the sump pump uh, coming from, from my little basement anyway. <laughs> I, I can't hear um, it for what it's worth. <laughs> we've got torrential rain outside. I just got drenched um, and uh, my sump pump is going full blast. So uh, um, I'm sure it can only... Um, can only assist with the content about we're, we're about to send you away so obviously we just had an election but we're going to start off by not talking about it because we've talked about it a lot um i dare say it will come in before we're done but today is the first day of vaccine passports or whatever the technical term for them is and uh joel what, what what's your thought about how this has all been rolled out well i thought it was a long time necessary uh over the summer it became I I, th- I think you and I were talking about it off offline, and everyone I talked to said there's no possible way, with the numbers being what they were, that we we could figure out how how we were not going to have a vaccine passport. You know, the, the 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 point of this was to avoid future lockdowns, which again is all based on the science and the 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 numbers of infections getting up there. But the, the whereas before, you know it. It's kind of hard to kind of it's kind of hard to keep wrap your head around the timeline of all this and how it's unfolded. But if you remember, like back in the last lockdown, we didn't have vaccines. It was it was strictly masking and social distancing that was keeping us safe and keeping the numbers down. And the the payoff for that was that restaurants and small businesses and the like were 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 bearing the brunt of it. Uh, no no ifs ands or buts. The the vaccines come around, and it is a game changer because we saw okay, we we can figure out a way to make this happen, uh, you know, prevent the the lockdowns because we would all be vaccinated. The problem was how do you deal, you know, the, the real problem is that you see the the anti-vax and anti-mask crowd are really, you know, they're, they're holding us all back. Is basically what it comes down to. I, I I'm I'm, not, I'm just I can't sugarcoat it. it. They're holding us back from getting into a Real post COVID nineteen recovery, so that yeah, I, I was you and I thought that there's no way I can't figure out a way to keep this going without some kind of way of identifying who's vaccinated, who's not, and allowing those people to go into the restaurants, the small businesses, and and kind of reengage in a, a somewhat normal atmosphere, mostly to keep these businesses going. Um, so I, I knew that they were going to come, and I knew it was going to be a fa- going to happen. It's just the, the fact that. Doug Ford was resistant to it for so long was just, I mean, come on, like Doug. Well, what, they what? Bought, you know, even Jason Kenney has caved now and, and boy, has that guy got egg on his face this week. Um, you know, all, all the fine promises of, of, of the, um, the leading conservative premiers in this country have, have really come to naught and everything they've said has proved to be wrong. I mean, it, it's, um, the, I noticed that the, um, you know, this is a 905 podcast, not an Alberta podcast, but uh, in an election where nothing much changed, uh, the Conservatives were down 13.5% in Alberta, which, if it wasn't for the fact that they are so hugely ahead, um, would have had more than, a, you know, significant effect. That, that's a big change in, mm-hmm. in a, you know, anywhere. It's just that our system doesn't necessarily you know immediately change colors but it suggests that a lot of people uh, are starting to see through that and yeah i mean 
by delaying and humming and hawing about these things and then accepting that they had to happen, all you've done is is now you've got a half-assed um, uh, uh, passport system um, because you, you're doing it late, you're doing it at the last minute. I mean, it seems to me that what it boils down to is basically the thing that we were given, the printout that we were given um, when we got our vaccines um, just kind of provided in a slightly different format. Um, I haven't actually been able to get the government website to work yet. So when I went out this evening, I just used, um, I had to use uh, uh, my own vaccine certificate and that seemed to work just fine. I think it probably has the same information on it. But, well, um, it does. I guess the problem is, again, this is the, the, the theme of this government is for the rest of us, it seemed like this is a pretty obvious course of action that was going to have to happen. There'd be some kind of marker on like on your health card or on your driver's license, some kind of identification that says I've, I'm, I'm, va- I'm a fully vaccinated individual. And the, the, the fact that the, the government was so hesitant to do it. And then, oh, there's no, you know, the, the, they slowly come around to the realization that everybody else said, like, we don't know another way. I'm I'm open to any any other viable option to, uh, you know, do this, but I I don't know, and so they said, you know, it it's just so frustrating, and they say, oh, okay, why you couldn't spend the summer coming up with a better plan than oh, remember those flimsy printouts that you got uh, as an afterthought when you left your your clinic, uh, yeah, let's use those instead, and it's you know it, it's 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 embarrassing that this government just cannot come up with better solutions from what from what i've been hearing uh, i was i heard a story on the radio uh about a uh a, you know a, a teenage girl who was a waitress at a at a restaurant and last night was kind of the last hurrah for the anti-vaxxers to get out and enjoy and she's sitting there trying to tell them to put on masks and you know socially distance and instead she's getting spit on and and cussed out and that's the problem and you know the people who are vaccinated right now don't have them printed out or there's no easy documentation and it's just like it's kind of chaos at the moment and that's the that's that's the story of this government right like the, the yeah, vaccine no. the vaccine passport has been a chaotic rollout and then the vaccine rollout was chaotic i mean flash remember back in uh march april and may the, all of us you know cl- clicking refresh to find oh where's a where's a pharmacy or a hospital or a clinic that might have a dose for me it's ridiculous and this is so unfair so unfair on everybody. So, so, for instance, I went to a restaurant this evening, um, did my vaccine passport thing. Obviously, a staff member has to be at the door to make sure. So they're having to deal with all this because there is no second, you know, either they enforce it or nobody does. Um, I heard from somebody tonight who was a, a scrutineer uh, on election day, uh, and they were there with scrutineers from the PPCs, uh, who, of course did not wear masks and we can assume were not vaccinated and then, you know that leaves it to the 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 hard working but but you know uh not not trained to deal with confrontation uh people who work in the polls to either say get the hell out this is not on or or kind of as i suspect happened kind of look around at the people who are wearing masks and saying are you okay to part with this or do I have to make a stink? Um, and 
uh, I believe what happened was that everyone just sort of rolled their eyes and just got on with it. But I mean, it's so damn unfair. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and these morons are putting us at risk, and we're supposed to just put up with it. You know, I, th- I, th- I, I, I suspect, you know, the, the one thing that the, this, I know, I know we don't want to talk about the election, but it's, it's recent days, but the one thing I will say is it's really done a good job of kind of dividing, um, it, dividing the majority of Canadians from this minority, from this minority, and I do so, say they are a very, they're very much a minority. Um, as much as they want to think that there's a huge army of these quote unquote enlightened individuals who are who are ahead of the curve or, or freedom fighters or, or whatever they want to call themselves, um, they're not. They're they're very much a minority. Uh, they are, but they they're they're a rock around our necks from getting out of this thing. You know, you and I, and I'm, I'm going to assume the majority of our listeners uh, have gotten vaccinations. Majority of us are probably waiting for when our children are able to be uh, vaccinated. I know, I know I am. Uh, as soon as they prove it for uh, children, I'll be, I'll be, you know, my wife and I have said, no, we're taking our, we're going to find out how to do it. We're going to take our kids down and, and, and get them vaccinated because uh, that's the responsible thing to do. And our kids want to get it. it you know, it, it's just, we're tired of, of holding these people, pulling these people through the mud. They're, they're the ones dragging us down. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm, 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 maybe I'm getting militant on this. Maybe I'm, 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 I, I'm the one who's wrong here. And I, I'll leave it to history to judge. But I'm, I'm kind of like, let's cut them loose. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm done arguing with them. I'm done trying to convince them. I'm done trying to educate them. At this point, the, the facts have been out there. The mid- billions of people around the world have had a vac- some kind of a vaccine injected into them and they are perfectly fine. Um, it, it's, it's incredibly frustrating to be having to n- negotiate with these knuckle draggers so that I, you, you know, we, if we want to go to a, a pub to have a, a pint after this or, you know, sit down at a cafe, I, I want to do that. I want to go out and re-engage with, with, uh, in public and i'm just i'm 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 running out of patience for them i just am i can't i i uh, so yeah and we're seeing so in burlington uh we know there was a very at least one protest at joe brent hospital we're just talking about the local area just happen to know it and i know that those same people um afterwards um went and made a noise outside the mayor's house um which i really don't think and what's the what's it got to do with them Bloody mayor, anyway. I mean, it's not. What's the point of you know, protesting the hospitals? That's what I don't get. It, it's. I don't get it either. Like you, that's what. That's I think what really turned the tide in the election was the, you know the, the image of them protesting hospitals and blocking ambulances from getting into their base to deliver patients to the hospitals or or, or, or spitting on cancer patients or dialysis patients as they're coming in and out for treatment. Or, or people who have to go pay, say their respects to a loved one who's who's in palliative care. Like this, that's despicable. And anyone who would even support those that group of people and say, "Well, you know, it's their right and they have a right." I'm sorry, you, they are just a. That's just a despicable and low thing to do. Uh, and we have to. And I'm asking the question here. I'm not saying I have an opinion. I know we have people listening to this podcast who uh, uh, either in the police or retired policemen or things like that. So, and I don't know, but I do see protests of people outside hospitals, which just seem to go ahead with no, 
And then there was a protest last week about the clearing of um, the homeless uh, um, uh, sort of encampments in, in uh, Toronto, uh, in which uh, I think five people were arrested. Uh, basically, people who had transgressed whatever, allegedly, obviously, um, on previous days, at previous times, that the police thought, oh, well, these guys are going to be here, we'll turn up and arrest them all. I mean, I guess, whatever. Um, it, I don't get it, but it's like, okay, if those guys are troublemakers and objectionable, then, you know, I'm led to understand that blocking the entrance to a hospital is actually already a criminal offence. So why the hell are those guys? Yeah. Maybe there are good answers. I do not know. But I would like to hear those answers um, if they're I, out there. My, I, you know what? I think, I think the rest of us, uh, those of us who vaccinated those of us who who spent uh, a year cut off from family and friends who who saw our friends businesses suffer uh because of the pandemic and those of us who who weather who truly weathered this the the business owners the small business owners the people who who lost hours on their jobs um who who were legitimately scared of will 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 i make it out of this okay um those of us who went and said, Let's, "I'm getting my vaccine so I can I can reopen, I can reengage," um, I, I think we're 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 just getting to the point where this is not our, our patience is wearing thin. And I, I, you know what, all of us who are pro-vaccine, who are vaccinated, and there are many of us in this country. The number seventy nine point five percent are double vaccinated. Um, it's time for it's time for us to take this back and 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 just say no, we're we're not we're not conceding this the public space anymore. You, you, we're not, we're not carrying you anymore. You're on your own. You go, you go back. Uh, uh, you know, the French, French president Emmanuel Macron said, you know, you go back to your, your basements now. You're the ones who have to stay in, indoors now. The rest of us want to get out and live our lives again. Yeah. And that anyone who thinks this is, this is some kind of imposition of their liberties. No, your freedom is your freedom not to take that vaccine. No one's going to force it into your arms. Uh, there may be things that you can't do because you're not taking it. That's a very different uh, concept. Um, now, it, it's it's like I was saying the other day. You know, uh, uh, the uh, wrote an article on the website. It's like, well, you know, at least the PPC, you know, where they stand, and they they're not trying to hide what they think about vaccination. I happen to very strongly disagree with them. Uh, but worse than that is this kind of thing of of, of not even admitting your status. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm kind of confusing two different things there, but um, uh, it, uh, at the end of the day, you are free to have your dumb opinions. Um, that's your right. Um, that doesn't mean you get to just at willy nilly inconvenience the other eighty percent of the population. Um, and uh, I mean, this really brings us on to the, the second point that we, we, we were going to talk about, and because it's very much related, um, because it is related to the PPC, uh, and that is racism in Ham- in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, you know, we, we've known for a while that racism is is a bit of a problem. Um, it's Hamilton's sometimes been described, rightly or wrongly, as kind of the national center for for the far right. Um, uh, we certainly both noticed on election night that Stony Creek's um, People's Party candidate 
you know, was significantly ahead of the national average in terms of the votes he was getting. Um, current count is 8%. I know on, on the night it was closer to 10%. So it's come down somewhat. Um, looking at the other um, ridings, well, I think some of the... Um, uh, well, we're looking at 6%. Nationally, the PBC got about 5%. Um, uh, the... Yeah, I mean, well, across the region, we're running ahead of the, of the average in many ways. Well, the the the, the retard, I, I mean, I wanted to kind of touch upon this. is is a story that came out during, um, at the start of the election, and we never had a chance to actually go to it. And I, I I'd always thought, okay, this will be something we'll follow up with post election. Um, there's an article in the CBC that uh, on October, sorry, August fourth. Uh, by Desmond Brown, titled Two Years After Launch, Hamilton Anti-Hate Coalition Says Racism Still Prevalent. And basically they talk about uh, no hate in the hammer, saying that, you know, there's there's a lot of work left to be done to combat hate and racism in Hamilton. And, and it's it's this, this is this is a story that you, you, we thought we'd come back, but we saw that kind of the, 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 the reality, the numbers come up during the election. You and I were looking at Hamilton East Stony Creek, they just said, like, what, what, why is this candidate, this party, getting such support there? Yeah. And, and, it, and just uh, just throw into the mix um, some of the other Niagara ridings are, are way up there. There's uh, Holderman Norfolk, actually, is, is uh, 11%. That, I'm not surprised that um, I, I drove through Holderman Norfolk a bit during the election and the number of uh, PPC signs you see on people's property is I, I thought that they, they would have come in second. I mean, that it's, there's a big, yeah. I mean, it, 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 they kind of allowed you to, to kind of all those, any anger division that you have that you want to indulge in, uh, that, that party kind of let you do it in a, and again, in that typical polite Canadian fashion, uh, cause you know, it's just, oh, it's just a political opinion, you know, that's that's it. But I mean, let's let's be honest. With the the PPC, aside from being anti-mask and anti-vaccination, um, are also virulently uh, anti-immigrant uh, and and anti-multiculturalism. Basically, basically, I, I kind of phrase them as the anti-party. Uh, if, if there's some if there's something that is kind of well in this country, they have a problem with it, uh, and, and it's yeah, and. If you look, it's not just this, but if you look back on Hamilton over the years, I mean, the, 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 we had a Cameron Crush on one of our earliest episodes, uh, and we've had on uh, uh, Graham Crawford with uh, I elect Hamilton to discuss them, and it, it's kind of been a theme of just you know, the kind of it's the dirty secret of Hamilton that everybody knows exists, but nobody wants to deal with because either it's again we, we don't talk about that in polite conversation, or it's you're going to end up pissing off some people and you might end up pissing off people who might cost you a chance at re-election or chance at election. And that's a bad calculation to, to make maybe. Yeah. And it's, it's worrying. It's a worrying undercurrent. I think, I think we can say that. Um, I think as in, as in the U S and I I keep on saying, you know, this is no excuse for racism. That's for sure. It's no excuse for, for far right. Um, behavior but there is a link between working class frustration and disempowerment and feeling of being abandoned 
like you say, these are people who are anti because they feel outside society. I know. Mm. I mean, I, I think there's a feeling of we are being treated like, you know, rightly or wrongly. And I think the vast majority of the time wrongly, you know, we are victims. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a culture of victimhood. And, you know, this isn't fair. We're going to fight back whatever the needs. And we need to get to the bottom of that, that feeling of, of victimhood. You know, I mean, with so much of what we've talked about, I mean, the, the, um, the murders in uh, London of the, uh, of the Muslim family, um, the, uh, the um, confrontations that happened in Hamilton at the uh, Pride event where the far right turned up uh, and the fallout from that, um, we're seeing it again and again. And yeah, I mean, it's easy to say, and goodness knows, we've both said it, you know, these guys, these people are objectionable and it's very difficult to be sympathetic to them. However, we do need to, with every problem that society has, you have to find the cause. Um, it doesn't, so, so understanding the cause is different from saying, oh, poor things, we need to understand them. You know, it's, it's you know, there was an attitude after 9-11 I was very aware of at the time. I had some friends who were for, from the US. And I can remember someone actually saying this to me. It's like, we don't want to understand them. We want to kill them. <laughs> and that was the phrase. It's like, no, you, however awful your opponent may be, you need to understand what is making them act the way they do because somewhere there'll be some kind of logic to it. And I think that's what we need to do here. The, you know, why would 10% of the population I, turn I, to something like that? I think it, I, I'm think i going to spitball here and I'm. I think it's a lack of options uh in life and what i mean by that is you when you see when you see your your opportunities for social mobility start to dry up when you, you you've been told go into this line of work do this you're you're gonna be secure, safe for life you'll, you'll be able to make a living support your family all that stuff and you see those options start to dry up and you see you see options to better your life escaping or just or not materializing it's easy to 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 kind of to kind of go down that hole you know and and especially when you have somebody saying it's not let, let's not actually look at the causes which are varied it, it, you, we're talking other thing a lot of it comes down to economic capabilities just just if you know and that's those aren't easy answers there's no there's no magic fix for it but when you see that it's easy for somebody to come and say yeah your your problem isn't uh, uh, economic disparity. It's not wage, uh, inequality. It's, it's not gender inequality. It's, it's not, um, uh, uh, a lack of innovation in the economy or a lack of access to education, all of which are very complicated solutions. It's easy to come in and say, no, it's that group of people over there. It's the, it's those people who just arrived. They're, they're the ones taking your jobs. They're the ones who are changing your, yeah. your, it's a very your attractive life. It's, it's argument. You. And, and yeah, I mean, people throughout history, the worst kind of politician has, has seen that, uh, the appeal of that or how powerful that could be. Cause you've got people who are frustrated and feel that they're not getting ahead in light. And they can either say, okay, it's because I'm personally a failure. Uh, or they can think, oh, it's that guy's fault. But, but naturally, but, most people are going to go for the but, second answer. But, but, I mean, like we, we say that, but here's the, the other side of that equation. Um, we, we know that you'll get people like the Maxime Berniers of the world and the Donald Trumps of the world who will capitalize on it and, and, and 
stoke those fears and just get get people into a, a white rage against against people who don't look like them. But it's also up to progressives, and this is again as we're coming into an election. It comes up to the Jagmeet Singhs and the Justin Trudeaus of the world, if who wrap themselves in the progressive flag, to say no. We actually need to engage with actual social policies to address these issues, which means better options for re-education for new careers. It means a better safety net so that you're not stuck on the bottom rung all the time. You, you actually have a chance or your kids have a chance to, uh, to, to advance. Um, it means that we have to start investing in people, things, you know, it's one of the things that during the campaign, and I'm sorry, I'm bringing it up again, but I will. Um, one of the things that I liked was that we, for the, at the start of the campaign, we were actually talking about housing and it, it was so refreshing that every party actually had, I thought a good aspect of how to, how to address this, this complex issue. And I was, part of me wondering, you know, we're in a minority. Part of me wonders, like, couldn't we find some way to take like all those aspects, you know, the, the conservative market strategy and the, 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 the new Democrats pension to, you know, to fund social de housing development. And, you know, can we, can we find a way to kind of bring those together in one big bill to actually start tackling this and start giving people security of, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm okay here. And I, I, this isn't an overnight thing that's going to solve it, but you know, we, it's not enough just to say, "Oh yeah, that guy likes to 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 blame to blame immigrants or blame people who don't who have a different skin color or, or worship a different god." Let's let's blame he. That's what he does. Shame on him. We, we know what the problem is now. We have to provide the solution to the problem, and that's where I think progressives are are, are failing. Truth be told. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th I, I think progressives should be willing to work together much more. They should be willing to compromise much more. And we have, you know, and I'm going to quote Andrew Coyne, who's one of those people who some days I think doesn't know what he's talking about in the remotest sense. Or some days he just nails things in a way that few other people do. And he said, you know, the the general situation in in Canadian elections now is that. Uh, the vast majority of people voting at every election lose. Feel they lost? It's like, well, I voted for this guy; they didn't win. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you, if you've already got a, a, a situation where people are becoming more radical, where people are um, feeling disenfranchised in whatever way, and then you say, "Oh, by the way, your vote's never going to count, um, and you can vote for any of these parties, and you're probably not going to win." Um, uh, and you know, we're asking for trouble, right? Um, and I think you know. And the other thing is, I was talking with someone tonight about um, you know, look at the issues from previous elections that, that sort of, you know that characterise elections. So you had with uh, Moroni, it was uh, NAFTA, uh, and you know, should we should we have free trade or not? Uh, we had what well, HST, I guess, with Chrétien. You know, these were big, big issues in previous elections before that with with, with Pearson or wherever we would have had healthcare and uh, um, uh, you know, and the, and the, the uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau's era. Obviously, there were you know big, big issues uh, that were being discussed. The we've simultaneously not got those kind of massive debates happening. You know, the even. 
if you take the NDP as the furthest left and the Conservatives as the furthest right, that I can't think of anything that fundamental, you know, that kind of fundamental, we're going to do this big thing and right. we're saying this big thing is a bad idea. You know, it's all fussing around with the details. Um, and you kind of feel like, you know, if if one of the, well, say say the Liberals has said um, basic income, we're going to go for it. We're going to do basic income or we're going to do like the Ontario Liberals did. We're going to do a, a national trial in 10 cities or something, a really big scale trial to see if it's going to work. Um, that could have been the kind of issue that could really dominate a, a an electoral conversation. That's what we were talking about during election night was, you know, if Trudeau was going to call the election, the kind of the justification, he'd have to provide some kind of mean, sorry, a, a reason why, right? Like in it, to me, the thought would always have been, okay, Heska says to get out of this pandemic, I think we have to we have to implement this massive program, but the only way I could do it responsibly is to ask for a mandate um, uh, from the people. Yeah, if you want a majority, ask for something that warrants a majority. Right, uh, like, like I, that. I I I, I don't I we, I don't want to muck around with the details. I don't want to, you know, we, we we can't. I know exactly what we need. We need this program, and the program's going to look like this. It's going to work like that. But to do it, I need the buy-in of the people, and I need a majority so I can just get it through. And you know, maybe the people would have warded him. I said, "Okay, that's yeah, okay, we we need that. I let's make it work." Uh, and that would have been a fundamental thing that could have what well, would have appealed to a bunch of people, and it would have really turned off a bunch of people. Um, but you would have had a result, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's a. My feeling is that uh, you probably, you know, you, you, they, they could have done it, but um, you know, it's taking well, the nerve. I guess, I guess, the, the our our prescription of post-election, what needs to happen in this country going forward is, yeah, you know, that that the PPC is a it's a minority, but it's a it's a it's there, and you know, it can be it can be stomped out now while it's in its infancy, where it's still weak, and we don't don't treat it as a um, as just another opinion, don't it, it's 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 destructive, and to do it, you're gonna like you're gonna all the political parties need to say it compromise to invest in people, give tail people, we're gonna look out for you, we got your backs, and that that's gonna be a big way to start nipping this stuff in the in the bud, uh, as they say. Yep. And I, I, I know I'm an electoral reform bore, so I apologize to everybody that I bore with it, and I will keep this sort of short. But yeah, all of that, and then the day after an election, you have to have more than 50% of the people who voted feeling that they voted for the guy that won, in some way or other. Not necessarily the guy that won, but the people who are going to form the government. Um, because right now, around you know, just shy of 70% of Canadians woke up on Tuesday morning having voted for someone other than the winner, the so-called winner. Um, what do you reckon? We could go on for one more story. I've got one lined up, but we're already at the 30-minute uh, mark. Let's, what you know what? Let's give off? people a break. They, they, they listen to us for three hours on, on Monday. Yeah. Um, they, they need a break. <laughs> they, need, they, need some, they need some rest from uh, our, our weary prognostications. I'm with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Well, thanks, everybody who, who's, who has listened. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, 
those people who tuned in on Monday, uh, whether you listened for 10 minutes or an hour or a couple of hours, uh, we were really pleased at, at, at uh, the people who took part. And uh, with every episode, we're, we're uh, delighted to, to have you along and uh, we try and keep it as succinct and to the point as possible some of the time. And if you liked what we did on uh, on Monday, uh, we'll probably do it again, no doubt, for the next provincial election. But, um, you know, consider joining our Patreon or if you don't want to do the subscription, uh, go to our Buy, Buy Me a Coffee page. Uh, links are in the show notes. And uh, help support us and keep the uh, keep the lights on at uh, nine hundred five or headquarters, uh, and uh, you know we'll we'll continue to to keep doing this and and uh, keep trucking along. I've got to keep the power going to that sump pump, otherwise you know, <laughs> we'll be flooding down here. <laughs> now we really appreciate it, and we we have all kinds of things that we like to do if we have. Uh, some money in the bank. I mean, some huge stories that that, that need professionals to look at them, you know. And uh, uh, yeah, we'd, uh, we appreciate everything that that uh, that our listeners do already, and uh, encourage you to consider it if you haven't done so far. All right, let's thanks leave everybody. It that. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>